In press conferences, this goes, ladies and gentlemen, the MLW CEO, Corp Allen. All right. Fire away. We're going from this side to that side and just do a jump ball deal. All right. Cool. So I enjoyed the entire show. Um, it was great from start to finish. You had a lot of surprises and everything. So I was just wondering, sometimes the creative process can get a little challenging yes. uh, day by day or even week by week. Very do much. you ever uh, experience imposter syndrome and how do you get over that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yes, all the time. And it's what drives you to work a little harder, work through things. You know, you have injuries that come up, things come up. We had a lot of travel canceled yesterday. We had all our talent coming in. A lot of them got delayed because of the weather in the Northeast. You have situations that pop up where as the business heats up, Weird things happen. All of a sudden, two, three years of guys that would typically, you know, have no problem putting over someone. Now it's a negotiation or just they're not going to do it. So it can get complicated and weird. So you have to go through all those things that when the business is cool, everyone wants to get along and go along. When the business heats up, it can get a little more political and, and complicated. But, uh, you know, we have a great team. And because we have a great team, we can work through a lot of things. I would be not anywhere without my team. My team is what makes this a success. It's a whole team thing. Uh, let's ask the hard one. It's Star Wars? A, no, not Star Wars this time. <laughs> uh, I did not see episode six, of, uh, so don't no. talk to me about Obi-Wan. All right, no Obi-Wan talk. Uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for a company you're currently suing. Yes. Um, we've seen Vince McMahon settle the lawsuit with Oliver Luck over the XFL. Has there been any, any uh, movement in the MLW WWE lawsuit as a result of the last couple of weeks in right. the Wall Street Journal story? Yeah. Um, no comment. I can't comment on pending legal other than, you know, we're looking for our day in court. And as we go through this process, I continue to be increasingly optimistic that when we get to court, it's going to be uh, favoring uh, court. Can you tell me what it meant to you to honor the superfan Vladimir here tonight at the Melrose I mean, I grew up watching Vladimir on the WWE's MSG network shows. And... It's like you're living vicariously, seeing him get pumped watching the matches. You want to be right next to him, and you can see the passion and enthusiasm he has for wrestling and what that card was. And you're like, man, I didn't even know there was an MSG card coming up. He's got ringside. He's got, I, I don't know. Sometimes they even know pop up on the network, and this guy was plugged in. So when you see him at these shows, years and years, you're like, my friends and I, one of them's over here from high school, we were just like, who is this guy? He's just like the coolest guy in the world to us. He's like, that's our like wrestling's James Bond. He's like. We just think he's just flying from show to show. He's filthy rich, and he's got these cool connections. And, you know, to hear about a documentary honor him felt so fantastic and appropriate. And I hope the day comes when we can all enjoy that and celebrate his journey and learn about his journey. But as a super fan goes, tonight was important because without the fans, as we saw during the pandemic, wrestling lost its biggest star, which is everyone out there watching the show. They are the ones that make the star stars. They are the soundtrack to the show. So... Vladimir being given his moment uh, to me was so important and, and Mike Johnson was helpful in facilitating it. Without Mike it wouldn't have happened and I hope that Vladimir had a good time. It was the first time I've ever met him and it was like the, I marked that for me and Vlad. Uh, I want to buy a Vlad t-shirt. I hope Vlad has t-shirts soon at Pro Wrestling Tees and everywhere else because the dude is the man. So yeah, no, it, was a, it was a privilege to be able to honor him and have him at our show.
Arm wrestling. Awesome news about the um, MLW action figure. Is there anything else you would like to do down the pipeline outside of the wrestling itself that, you know, with merchandise-wise? Yes. Uh, we'll be announcing something on the merchandise end in the next few weeks that will take MLW and the world of MLW to a larger level at the consumer uh, licensing end, and we're excited about that. This summer is the summer of surprises, and I'm not going to overhype. We're just going to roll them out and we decide if it lives up to the expectations, but we're, you know, for two years, the pandemic set us back, and it was from licensing to then uh, media rights deals, which were set back by uh, powers outside our control, and now this summer, we're revving it up, and we think that we're on a trajectory that's going to be one that uh, we're all going to be excited for. It's going to be great for the company. It's going to be great for our fans and our roster. So this summer, we're coming out rolling. Some of you... No Obi-Wan questions, that's all I'm going to say. No, I, I, I do not. I really I, loved episode five. I, I'm really not a Star, a Star Wars fan, so you're, you're fine with me. Okay. Um, but I was going to ask, um, if MLW can do a big super show uh, with any other promotion, uh, which one would it be? Well, you know, one of the things I thought of, what I really wanted to do at the end of the pandemic was what Inoki did in the 90s, which was this cool World Peace Festival where all the promotions come in and you have this cool event to celebrate the return of wrestling. It doesn't really work out like that because the rollout after the pandemic was kind of like touch and go. Everyone did their own thing. Some people didn't stop. We took a pause. Um, so it's hard. Uh, so, you know, now it's like I think the expectation is I'd love to do something with our partners, whether it's IWA Puerto Rico, AAA, Dragon Gate, Pro Wrestling Noah. All of our partners, I you know, they're important to me. And you know, tonight was the start of maybe something with impact. And we just like building bridges. And we're excited to see where they take us. Uh, we saw Mance Warner pop up in the Battle Riot. Yes. Obviously, that was uh, a legally contentious situation for a while. How did the uh, how did that bridge get mended? No joke. We had a phone call last night at five thirty. I said, "Hey, let's 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 talk." And we felt really good at the end of that conversation. I said, "Hey, man, do anything tomorrow?" He goes, "No, I'm not." I said, "You want to do something?" And he was on a plane like a few hours later, coming out to uh, New York from Bucks, Buckstorm, Tennessee. And it was great to have old Manser back in the house. Is he back regularly, or is to be determined? Yes, he will be back, and you can expect him on a regular basis moving forward. And what you saw with him and Mads uh, tonight is probably kind of a breadcrumb for where he's headed next. You mentioned the Impact Connection. Davey Richards worked in that slam anniversary this past Sunday. Sammy Callahan being in the battle riot tonight. Right. Some unique surprises tonight. Can you explain kind of how the Impact thing went? And also yeah. the debut of Parker Boudreaux uh, for MLW2. Sure. So, yeah, so we've, talked, we've had conversations with Scott for a while, um, just trying to figure out when is a good opportunity for both sides to work. And it kind of started to come together in the last month or so with Slammiversary, and they were planning some really cool stuff to celebrate their turn of the year. And from there, one thing led to another. They had something interesting for Davey, and we had something interesting for Sammy. And when it works for both sides and meshes, uh, you know, that's great. And I'll say this. Scott more I'm so thankful for. I'm really appreciative that he was a part of this. Uh, without his contributions, it wouldn't have been possible. And so, uh, big shout out to Scott. We're really thankful for him. Same with Dorian Roldan and Conan AAA and their participation in tonight and in regular basis in Savio with IWA Puerto Rico and Mr. Keto with Dragon Gate. All with their participation tonight, tonight was possible. So, you know, I think we're in a new era of wrestling where you can collaborate with other groups 
you know, you have to navigate their, their concerns and, and their needs, and I think it's been very helpful, and I think the next stage of this will be in Nashville with a big interpromotional title fight for uh, Impact's top title. So, you know, it's it's great for the fans, and when the fans win, we all win. And uh, Parker, if you can... Uh, sure, yeah, Parker's someone we spoke with a few weeks ago. We weren't really in a place where we were going to get a deal done, so talks ended, and that's when I said, don't expect him in the battle right, which was absolutely the expectation. Talks started back up again Monday, and here we are on Thursday, and he was number 40. Hmm. Coming out of, of the pandemic, is there any cities that MLW would like to go to when they do for the first time, or has it returned they even been there in a while? Yeah, uh, I want L.A. real bad. Uh, I want to hit L.A., and it's on our list to hit Southern California. Is it going to be in the next 60, 90 days? It's possible. Um, we have, like, a very fluid, revamped calendar happening, which is why Chicago had to move, uh, because of some pending business on the media rights front. Um, can you explain the open door policy that you have? Like, if the, I know there's no restriction, restrictions, but for any wrestler that's like watching this um, on the replay, to let them know that like it's still open and what can be and what you consider them to be MLW uh, material. Yeah, uh, you know, we always have had like this 10% margin of our roster where it's just good to have free agents to mix it up, so you're not kind of uh, stuck with the same guys just going around and and, and wrestling each other. So, you know, whether that was in 2018 or 19 with, like, Brody King and those kind of guys, or in recent times with, like, Killer Cross, it just adds flexibility. It, it, it helps us when we can bring in star power, and we know they're here for X amount of dates, and then they know there's a beginning, middle, end, and we know the beginning, middle, end, so we can give our fans a satisfying ending. But it's nice in this time and age where you can do those kind of things. And so, you know, it's, it's been good for us. Tonight was a great opportunity because we had the open door policy. And then you have new friends and, and old alliances and things like Impact and then, you know, Dragon Gate and, and Triple A. And it's, it's great. It's great for the fans. It's great for us. It's great for the Bell Riot. You uh, mentioned the interpromotional title match that's going to take place at the Flair's last match show. Uh, how deep is MLW's involvement beyond Jacob Fatu appearing at that show and at StarCast in general? Yeah, we're going to have a presence, and I love, I've love i known Conrad for like six, seven years, and he's putting together a Grand Slam show. It's been awesome to work with Conrad, and so he calls me up and says, hey, what do you think of this? And I said, all right, I, I think I'm liking it. And like, he's like the easiest guy to work with because he's got great ideas, and I think you're going to have on that night in Nashville a real celebration of wrestling, of all types of wrestling. And I think if you like throwbacks, you like the new school, you like the cutting edge, you like different companies and you want to see different things, it's a great night. It's a great night for wrestling. And, and Conrad, I think for a lot of people, revived their love of wrestling from throwback podcasts, but also has the perspective of a fan and, and knows what a fan wants. So I think there's going to be a fun night for everyone in Music City. Your return to New York means you. I love New York. I mean, I'm a New Yorker, so this is my house. So you know, we want to always over deliver because I have you know, a sense of pride. So I look at Fat Two, and we sat down when we we're going over the battle right, and I told him you're winning it. So you know, your family goes back to the '70s, or you know that. You know, when your father was like 17 or 18, and your your, your uncle Samu was 17 or 18, they were main venting the garden. This is that. This is this is a city that's hosted some of the biggest, most momentous moments. And now it's your opportunity. And now you got to move that forward and represent. And so for us both, it means a lot to be in New York. And tonight was a special night. And the promo at the end, that was 
That was from the heart from Jacob. That was not me saying, hey, make sure you do this. That came from the heart. And, you know, I was so proud of him. And wrestling, when it comes from the heart, it's at its best. We'll you can't script that. We'll do this as our final question. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the bill to Forbidden Door? Is there anything you would do differently if you had some choices behind it? Yeah, I, I don't want to criticize another company. I mean, it's, you know, you, we can look at every company. You can look at my company and you could go and say, what if, what if you did this differently? You know, I'm not privy to the ebb and flow of the process of two companies trying to work together. I can tell you that there's always a unique dynamics at play, especially if it's another country, the language barrier. And then, you know, companies that really uh, are cautious and strategic about finishes, you know, it's a, it's a complex thing. But I think, again, you live in an age now where you have interpromotional stuff happening, and that's a great thing for fans. It's incumbent on the promoters to deliver and hopefully over-deliver. I and mean, that's all you hope for as a fan. And as, you know, some of the business, you want everyone to do great business because then more people will love wrestling. More people love wrestling, it's going to benefit the wrestling business. One more question. I'll give you one last. Um, I was gonna say. Fight for it. No. Uh, I was gonna say. Um, if you were a wrestler, yeah. what what would be your gimmick? Oh man, uh, I, I don't have the talent to be a wrestler. I wish I did. If you were. If I, if I, I, well, I mean, when I first came into the business, I think I was reported as being uh, a member of the Samoan family. So uh, I guess you know if you're going to piggyback off of a family family legacy, the Samoans are probably a good one to go with. So maybe I'd be the fake Samoan, maybe like a fake Von Eric or something, <laughs> grow out my hair and see that look, what that looks like. I don't know if I can do the the skirt thing. I try, probably fall you know, on the way to the ring all the time. So I'd be the clumsy Samoan, clumsy fake Samoan. But uh, guys, I, I hope you had a good time tonight. Thank you so much for coming out and. Uh, and I will let you go so you don't have to be here asking me questions all night. So I can also go to sleep. But thank yeah. you, guys. I appreciate thank your you. time. Mm -hmm. Hope you're well. Stay healthy. And thanks for uh, having interest in MLW. Of course.